0: there's a feeling
1: of agitation Caused by the presence or an imminence of danger You Why do you think people believe in ghosts?
0: I do am so oh, sorry you, right
2: right 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 you not anymore A last fire will Behind those eyes that house will rock There is a presence in the house with me You can't hurt you if you don't believe I suggest you leave that house
0: Just leave what you It's not even real This is your last chance After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. We don't have time for these games. Games? Did someone say games? And perchance, for interest's sake, a deadly game? Scientists, Soldiers, Master Criminals, Secret Formulas, Monsters, and Midgets. None of them belong in this swamp, only one thing does, The Swamp Bear.
3: Uh-huh. You're a kind
0: of The Swamp Thing. There goes Adrienne Barbeau and The Swamp Thing. An outrageous pair in the incredible adventure that grows on you or all over you. <laughs> The Adventures of the Swamp Thing. The comic book legend
1: (laughs) lives.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another exciting uh, episode uh, where we are going to be talking about another adventure into the superhero realm. Uh, And uh, tonight um, is uh, one of Mosley's picks, Uh, so why don't you tell us what kind of dark games we are going
4: to be talking about tonight. Alright, uh, so we're going to be talking about Swamp Thing. It's a movie that I used to rent the pants off of as a kid. It's a superhero film written and directed by Wes Craven. It's based on the DC Comics character of the same name, created by Len Wein and Bernie Wrightson. Absolutely awesome series. You should check it out if you get a chance. Uh, it stars Adrian Barbeau, Louis Jordan, Uh, and Ray Weiss, along with Dick Durock, in the Swamp Thing suit. And it was distributed by Embassy Pictures and released in 1982, February. Valentine's Day, Taylor Romance here. Uh, It's got music by Harry Manfredini. Uh, So I guess we'll do a quick, you know, first impressions of this. Uh, You know, was it your first time watching it? If not, you know, do you have fond memories of it? All that good stuff.
1: So... I've seen this movie before, I think my first time watching it was... I can't actually remember, which is unusual, but I remember thinking, hey, this is alright. I've heard some people be like, this movie sucks, and it's like, well, I wouldn't say that. And then I I watched it again this time and I was kind of like, you know, most of this movie is them just chasing somebody around the swamp. But uh, in terms of a Swamp Thing adaptation, I mean, it's it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's serviceable. Yeah. It's, it's kind of difficult to rate it after having seen the 2019 Swamp Thing TV series, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably really tainted my perception of it. Because when I see Swamp Thing in my head now, like, I see Derek Mears in the multi-million dollar practical suit that they made. Which looks unbelievable. unbelievable, and then seeing Dick DuRoc and you know this thing that you know I have the Shout Factory edition, and I remember the behind-the-scenes stuff of how uh, unwieldy. Let's just say that suit actually was. It
4: looks it's like it's it's like all waxy. That's uh, like yeah, I, I'm it's, thinking this time that it looked like one of those like heavy metal candles your older cousins would have or something yeah. back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: can tell it looks heavy. You know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, uh, bit of a bit of a mixed thing. Like, I did have some of the Swamp Thing toys that came out to accompany this movie, or at least probably, probably more so they were accommodate to accompany the animated series because I was older. Uh, well, because I was younger than this movie, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much uh, all my memories of it. Okay. Yeah, uh, uh, well, um, I c-
0: I kind of grew up with this. Uh, being like one of the movies of my uh, of my time period, it came out in the year that my sister was born. So uh, <laughs> um, I have very fond memories of uh, this. Adrian Darderpo is a babe. and uh, I don't know uh, what it is, uh, but every time I see uh, uh, see uh, uh, see, I see her, I'm like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, but, uh, in any case, um... Must be a generational uh, thing man. and I think you guys are in the same age range who, uh, like, actually thought Sigourney was hot, and it's like, I do
2: man. <laughs> that hair uh, is kinda... Sigourney is hotter than... You know, I, I, will, I
4: will go on record as say, agreeing with you there, especially if we're talking, like, <laughs> Ghostbusters Sigourney. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought
0: Sigourney was hot. I actually thought, um... Well, uh, who is it that uh, that, uh, that played beside her uh, her um, in the original aliens
3: you thought uh, was that? no <laughs> <laughs> actually I'd <that'd> like <be> <laughs> to see McMoranis in aliens
4: <laughs> it's irresistible i'd love to see him like deep faked into the coronary part for sure uh, uh, although
0: if we, uh, if you're talking about that p- uh, part in space when the alien comes out uh, out onto the uh, dance floor and says hello my baby hello my sunshine
4: hello my sweetie pie there you go six oh bacon right there it's <laughs>
0: good, times, good times
4: but um, oh, yeah I've already
0: gone bad. off the rails <laughs> yeah. um, my first uh, impression of this was it, it was definitely campy I mean it, it I mean it, it it has that run da- uh, uh, down okay uh mm-hmm. Uh, scientist, uh, uh, scientist uh, in a swamp you know uh, 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 and there's uh, uh, there's a couple of chicks that look like they could be hot and of course there is the incredibly dorky black kid so um, hey Jude
4: rules <laughs> I,
0: like, my mom, uh, my favorite I watched character.
3: that supplement with Jude uh, on the shop factory disc and Dude, I didn't know till cool. today
4: that he's like he's just some local kid I guess they yeah. hired him local so they could just work his ass off or something. I had most of the uh,
3: actors and actresses over for dinner at his place. <laughs> yeah,
4: I guess Adrian is still friends with him or something. Or, yeah. Well, that's for
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh yeah, but um, I
0: I have extremely fond memories of this uh, of, of film and uh, it's laughable now, but uh, but. Um, you know, uh, for its t- uh, time period, I thought that uh, that it was incredibly much more darker than the, uh, than the film after the, uh, uh, this. And that's kind of how the series kind of kept it too. So, uh, right, uh, right. so uh, to, uh, to me, the series. A- uh, 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 I don't know whether it was between. Was it be- between uh, be- between the, the series,
1: series 89? Was the series late eighties?
4: yeah well yeah or 1990 or something like that i forget i I looked it up earlier it probably coincides like shortly after that second movie and the nes game and all that stuff and they were doing more toys and i think the cartoon came around shortly after that didn't it see
0: i just watched the series a hell of a lot more more on sci-fi on sci-fi channel along with uh like various uh, twilight zone episodes and stuff like that so To me, I would catch various episodes and oftentimes they would go in consecutive order instead of just going out of order like they do with certain law and order
4: episodes, you know? So. (laughs) But, uh, what about you there, Brandon? What was your your first experience with this movie?
3: Um, I watched it back in the 80s at some point in my childhood. I, I don't remember when but i remember watching it and i was i really liked the main character but oddly enough my memories were mostly of the sequel swamp thing returns and i have oddly enough much deeper love for that movie than i did for this one which is again it's because of nostalgia uh I mean, I didn't even realize Wes Craven was involved until <laughs> until this time. I still have, uh, but I still have to get that the sequel and and the original TV series, which I did love. That one, I love the original TV series as well. So it's just uh, it's a lot of my childhood, a lot of early like comic book movies that I didn't even realize was a comic book movie at the time. It just played so well, so to me, I mean, I will always remember the scene, which unfortunately, I think it's from the second it's from the second movie where you see uh, the the main female character having like a flower growing from her foot, and it just uh, it's supposed to be some sort of romantic uh, gesture thing, but maybe not so much. <laughs>
4: yeah the feet flowers really do it for me, but to each their own, you know.
3: Yeah,
4: I know. Uh, What about you there, Jake? What was your first experience with this movie?
2: (laughs) Well, this is definitely my first time seeing this. Um, I had known of it vaguely. Um, I, of course, am fairly familiar with the concept of Swamp Thing, and I've seen him... Uh, he's shown up in a few comics and DC animated offerings that I've seen, um, was featured, you know, here, or there, in certain stories. I like the idea of the character who is, uh, you know, they say he's, like, connected to the green, as it is, and in a way, he is sort of like, uh, the environmental things involved, I enjoy that. Uh, but the there's a little else that really truly caught my imagination about this character, so I haven't really thought them out all that much.
4: Oh boy! I was
2: yeah. glad to finally see the movie. Um, it's definitely a little cheesy, and you can definitely see the poor, uh, you know, the, well, the difference, let's put, let's put it that way, the difference in aesthetic than what you can get now. <laughs> um, I did, uh, and Dave, when I think Adrian Barbeau, where my mind immediately clicks to, which did, uh, is a positive uh, viewpoint in a sense, uh, she is the one who voiced Selena Kyle slash Catwoman on the Batman uh-huh. So, again, kind of like last week, we had a character who voiced the Liberal on that series. So, it's kind of fun that we're hitting that, uh, that well with some of these other DJs. Well, and films. the very young Ray Wise
0: in here was also okay. in yeah. drama, which is one of the choices that I chose yeah. for this ne- uh, next voting period.
2: Ah, yeah, so so, overall, I I will admit when I put it on, it was immediately after our three-hour discussion on When They Cry, and I was very tired to begin with, so there was a lot of running around in the swamp chasing after a guy, so there probably was a good five to ten to fifteen minutes that I can't really, I can't really claim that I saw the full hour and thirty-one, it's probably... But uh, I saw most of it, and oh, I, it's so bad. Oh, oh, I, I would have gotten the shout release. It, it's, it's it's out of print. And,
1: and I don't know if I'll get a... it. Uh, it's only, like forty some dollars. Is that all.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, some of the out of print shot factory stuff is substantially more. Like I had yeah. to buy it at fifty because. I was, I was utterly
2: astonished that they had a high-quality rip of this on YouTube without any ads, and that was perfectly decent from my first viewing. I do not oh, yeah. see paying forty for this, but I uh, maybe one day.
4: If it's I worth a solid, you know, ten, unless it's a really nice set, uh, mm, if I know.
2: could get the shout set for twenty, I'd probably do it. Yeah, that's, it. that's probably otherwise really 10, ten, yeah.
4: Um, I guess, you know, like, I'm with Dust. I don't remember the first time exactly I, maybe, I saw
1: this. I could maybe do it for three.
4: I have a spare one. Well, there you go. That sounds better than, uh, you know, 40 years <laughs> more. Uh, so that's just, that's just unreasonable for this thing. Uh, mm. I don't know, though, like, mm. I'd be with Dustin, I don't remember exactly the first time I saw it. I know my dad rented it with us, and... You know, in hindsight, it's the type of thing he would have made fun of us for watching, but with Adrian Barbeau in there, I can think of a couple pretty big reasons why he wanted to pick up. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, yeah, it's, I think I'm also kind of in Brandon's camp with it, too, because it had been a while since I watched it, and I feel like I remembered a lot more Alec Holland stuff, so I think I was remembering stuff from the from the sequel as well, but that, that pig, that dude turning into the man-bear pig, at yeah. time, it always freaks me out. Uh, still, there's something about that thing's eyes that really bothered me, but uh basic gist of the story with Swamp Thing is, you know, he's this Adrian Barbeau is going in there to replace this this federal agent, I guess, guarding this doctor, who was eaten by an alligator. Uh, he's out there doing research on, like, recombinant DNA and plants and all that good stuff, and there's these military, like, guerrilla-type guys working for this dude named Arcane crawling around out in the woods, uh, you see David Hess is in the movie right out of the gate, and I had kind of forgotten about that, and it's like, you know, uh-oh. David Hess and Wes Craven, hopefully he's not yeah. totally slimy, and then he immediately has a copperhead bite a guy on the dick, and you know that,
1: yep, they're, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're doing their, their same old thing again, you know? Our team is after the formula that uh, Doc Holland is is working on, right. you not know, necessarily clear what the formula does it's just kind of a I want his for, I want the formula kind of thing like somewhat, uh, yeah I think his plan at first
4: is like formulaic. to ransom it back to the world or something because it's whatever it is he thinks it's going to be revolutionary and that's safe to say with that Alec Holland working on it mm-hmm. uh but, you know, she kind of shows up at this camp, and we're introduced to the people of the camp who exist in the movie for all of 15 minutes, and, you know, we just realized that Alec Holland is a bit of a lech, but he's a brilliant man. Uh, he takes her out to look at, you know, this, this sensor that was smashed, and they come back and get kind of scolded for going on a little unannounced excursion. What do you guys think of that whole introduction to the people of the camp and Alec and... The girl who yeah. I think is are yeah. supposed to kind of assume is his wife at first, but it turns out. right yeah, you don't interested.
1: get a whole lot of you don't get a whole lot of time with them. So uh, that's they that's do make you know. they do make a little bit of a... I, I did kind of appreciate the little joke they sort of did with that. It's like, oh, the other Doctor Holland probably wouldn't appreciate your advances. It's like, oh, you mean my sister, and she's like embarrassed that she assumed they were married. <laughs> 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 that's. Uh, well these people are killed pretty fast, by um, <laughs> yeah, our James yeah. Gillens. So
3: yeah. I hardly remember they're in the movie, to be honest. Oh, body. I, I like how they introduce the main female as you know, your typical uh ew, it's gross uh type character. She's like and she reminds me of the character of the, the main female lead from uh Lake Placid. Is like she's got a lot of comedy right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) uh, It's basically a lot of competence there, a lot of good there, but it's Mm kind of slathered with this veneer of this kind of uh, stereotype. Mm hmm. Yeah,
4: and then they're, they're making, you know, cracks at it right away, especially, a uh, fun thing to note is the dude that's, like, leaving as they show up, the guy that's like, yeah, he's had enough or whatever, he's out of here, that's actually, I guess, the dude that's in the Swamp Thing suit, Dick Durock or whatever, no, uh, yes. that's him crawling onto the plane at the beginning there, probably the only moment in the movie he wasn't absolutely boiling from the, the, the heat there in South Carolina or wherever they did the Yeah, I
1: it was South Carolina.
4: Yeah, it's supposed to be, obviously, in the bayou. And they do a good job. I mean, I, I never would have thought it wasn't until I looked at IMDB. I don't know the difference between swamps. Um, so basically, you know, ob- obviously someone's screwing with their research and breaking these things and, and, you know, trying to get into the lab there. And they discovered that, you know, not only is this solution that they've made by essentially combining animal DNA with plant DNA to give it, like, the survival instinct of an animal... Uh, it is also, you know, kind of nitroglycerin, which is pretty cool. And it just can, like, do whatever recombinant DNA does. I don't understand that shit, but it makes, like, the trees sprout out of the boards of the floor when she throws it on the
1: floor. It's like, which,
4: a, it's I a, have kind to, like
1: a fertilizer.
4: I have, to yeah.
2: wonder, I have to wonder about that concept. The whole concept. I mean, it kind of makes it sound like plants are completely passive and animals are the
4: survivors. Correct. And I'm like, no, yeah. I think plants can put up with a lot more abuse. Yeah, you ever yeah. done any landscaping, you know that plants know. are tenacious uh, little shit. I sheds. know.
2: So I just, I found that kind of interesting and uh, somewhat amusing, but as a plant person, almost a uh, little bit,
1: not so much. But, yeah, uh I mean, I think, yeah, you, you know. If you want good plant science, um, or at least more interesting plant science, go with the 2019 TV series. Yeah. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah, this is definitely uh,
4: B-movie to... Yeah. ...for <laughs> the <is a> sake <laughs> of, up. like, expedience, you know? Yes. Uh, so, basically, wait as they figure this out, Arcane's men storm the place and just start shooting people. Uh, Adrian <laughs> Barbeau gets a dude, too, pretty good, though. She's kind of a little ass-kicker. She just gets cut short, but,
1: uh, you know, basically...
4: Yeah, you know, she she might be out of place in the swamp, but she can handle an AK pretty well. She blows that dude right to hell just firing from the hip. I was impressed. And she's slightly on the take with Arcane
0: too, in a uh, in a sort of way too, just to get the the uh, the uh, the notes of the
4: scientist. Well, <laughs> she protects them through the movie, because, you know, obviously that's what they want to get their hands on, is this dude's formula. Uh, but, you know, basically they show up, mean business, they want the shit, they know that he's made some type of breakthrough. How they know this, I don't quite Oh, because what's his ass is actually arcane in disguise, which is a crazy reveal.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> he just pulls the face off. It's like some guy that you pal- don't know who just like, oh yeah, he like pulls his face off like it's supposed to be like a gasp reveal moment,
3: and then it's just some other guy we don't recognize, and it's like, right. <laughs> I feel like there was some character development that was cut to that that we uh, missed, you know? Awesome, oh, yeah. it definitely is. Yeah.
4: And according to the trivia, I don't know that West Craven remembers what the hell happened because <laughs> <laughs> there's like that part where they joke, she says something about like save the malarkey for your wife, Doctor Holland, or something like that. And people speculated that it was, like, because of a deleted scene, but I guess Wes Craven says some shit about it maybe being, like, them getting out of character for a minute, but then also says that it was probably a deleted scene, so I guess we'll never know.
1: Yeah, but it, it, it reminds me of... Um, there's a scene in... There's an episode of the Justice League show where somehow Lex Luthor ends up in The Flash's body, and he's having a pretty miserable time with it, and he runs into the bathroom and he's like, well, if nothing else, I can at least learn the Flash's secret identity. And he takes the mask off and he's like, ha ha. And it's it's just some guy underneath and his smile disappears. I have no idea who this is. Yeah. That's <laughs> 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 our in this movie. <laughs> Pretty much. Nice.
4: You know, and they set about making it very clear to Alec that they're just going to take a shit and kill him. So, you know, he fights back, gets the juice all over him, does one of the best full body burns
1: ever and I think that it man is a thousand percent on fire. For, for sure. Yeah. Um, it's the... more on fire.
4: It's the same dude who did the full body burn and something else we've all seen several times. <laughs> I, I picked it up in the trivia, so I guess me not. Yeah. Doesn't help. I remember reading that too, but I can't remember what it was. It said something too about how he'd practice, like the best way to do it by just lighting himself on fire next to his swimming pool at home, which is just insane. Uh, But how else does one perfect that? I I guess that's as good as way as any.
1: Uh, Kane Hodder, Kane Hodder got very badly burned uh, Uh, when uh, one of those practices went wrong. So uh,
4: it's not probably would have been a good idea in that situation, not the middle of the desert.
1: Well. I know, like, I saw the documentary about it, and it was, like, heart-wrenching, so I don't want yeah. to come off as making fun of so. it. But, no, uh, no one's
4: making fun of it, it's you just, know. Uh, you know, Kane himself, I believe, in the documentary says that he's young. Would you know, that, uh, that affect a uh, person be Arthur Brewer? Uh, that sounds somewhat familiar, yeah. I caught it skimming through okay, while yeah, looking at I, other stuff I, in there.
0: Uh, yeah. some of the special effects behind the Blues Brothers, Masters of the Universe,
1: Hitcher. Yeah, yeah, all liberty does.
4: aside, like, full body burns are no joke, so when you see yeah, them, it I'm really like, this is, it's intense, you know? The King
1: Howard documentary gave me a lot of respect for people who do, like, the full body burns, mm-hmm. and then King, King still has done burns, like, after that.
4: It's amazing, and yeah. It's, it's like... Wow. Truly inspiring that the dude was able to go through something like that, and then, for the love of the craft, still keep doing it. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, dudes doing stuff like that is how you get things like this, dudes that are willing to go out there and perfect it. So good on this guy for it. I mean, it's amazing. He runs out the door, and there's that secondary explosion, which just, like, kicks it up the out out and off. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. great. Um, and, you know, one area where I think the movie did fall short is, like, we got a better transformation with Arcane lighter than we did with Swamp Thing, really. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's mm-hmm.
2: just mm-hmm. bubbling smoke.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. green smoke. <laughs> right, Arcane, uh, spoiler alert, obviously, uh, near the end of the film, Arcane drinks the formula, expecting to become, like, the mm-hmm. he's going to become Swamp. He thinks he's going to become as powerful as Swamp Thing, and his... Skin, like, blistered into this, like, really gross cocoon around him as it's he comes to basically a cross between, well, Mo said Mandir pig and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. more like pig, yeah. but with, like, Creature from the Black Lagoon scales, too. Yeah, he's it's just really missing the Patrick Duffy creature. leg,
4: man. If he had the Patrick Duffy leg, that would have been so perfect.
1: Well, yes. and the celery arm. Yes, <laughs> he's trying to get the celery arm. <laughs> he did get a sword though, so it's a good
4: middle ground. It's close. <laughs>
0: well, to me it was like both, like uh, so uh, It
4: did. It had a little bit of a not like it. Fe- it felt howlingish at certain and moment it of like, the transformation. Uh, went down the street to the uh, to the local uh, uh,
0: Halloween mask place and. Uh, got whatever for, uh, furry it had,
1: really, it had really crappy eyes like his his, yeah. his yeah. Yeah, maybe it's the like childhood terror
4: left over but they still freaked me out they're
1: they baby eyes but they're they're very fake looking it's a very yeah. Fake yeah. mask and the yeah. yeah. eyes are maybe the worst part um, mm. <laughs> what were you going to say there Brandon what was the
3: best to me the cost I mean yeah transformation wise it was a better transformation but I will say that the. I think that the costume for Swamp Thing was better than the costume. <laughs> yeah. That
4: was also some uh, Power Rangers shit with Arcane stuff there. Uh, yeah.
3: the, unfortunate. the secret of the
1: formula is that it makes you on the outside more of what you are on the inside, and Arcane expects, you know, I'm a genius, And it turns him into this just horrible, feral monster. Which uh, is kind of. Almost funny. Yeah, that's it a, is. He just said, the,
4: the big element things to things it is like it. a cool sort of, you know, like dig at his personality too a little bit. Like, I don't know what about Alec made him a houseplant, but we're going with it here. Um, yeah. yeah, You know, so basically he gets juiced up and thrown in the swamp. Adrian Barbeau plays dead and steals the the notebook. That's like the final notebook with their their conclusion in it, like, the shit that you need to complete this formula. How
1: to make the formula, uh, yeah. So she goes ahead
4: and sneaks out, you know, in the midst of all this. They're chucking bodies in the swamp to dispose of the evidence and just kind of, you know, cleaning up the, the place. Uh, am I incorrect in thinking that that bald dude, I forget his name, one of the, the military guerrilla henchmen? Bruno, whatever. Yeah. yeah, Bruno, is that not the bald dude from Darkman?
2: It is. Yeah. Is, yes, he's, uh, what was his
4: name? Uh, Nicholas Worth.
1: Yeah, he he's is a lot more name?
4: prominent in this than Darkman.
1: Yeah, yeah. it'll be, be easier for us to break down the plot, I think, too, because I was paying attention to the runtime. Almost a full hour of this movie is the goons hunting Ad- Adrian Barbeau through the swamp while yeah. <laughs> he shows up to, like, kill a few of them from time to time. Yeah, it takes about a,
4: that long into the movie before we get a full, like, head-to-toe look at Swamp Thing, I think. Other than that, it's just mm-hmm. him darting out behind trees and grabbing dudes and stuff. And they pull it off very much like a Bigfoot vibe to it too, some of the times where you see him just walking in the distance in the swamp. It's really cool. Yeah. I don't know if we needed, like, upwards of 60 minutes of that kind of stuff in the movie, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, gotta fill out. it up. Dad.
1: Yeah, it looks nice, you know. It moves along at a pace where you don't realize that's that much of the movie. At least I never did before. Yeah, it's, a, it's uh, not a slog or anything. So, and it's just him, like, you we're know, just grabbing dudes out of boats, and there are explosions, and... I don't think we get explosions
4: till the fan boat, but yeah, definitely lots of boats getting tipped over in this movie.
3: Um, and we don't have uh, Go ahead. I said, that boat explosion. It's like, what were they putting in that boat? I
1: was like, yeah. Well, well uh, they have an action guy. That's what I they were in the boat.
4: Yeah, I sat there for a minute, and I was like, I- I've got to be able to suspension and disbelief this and make it make sense, you know? So I'm going with that, because it's a fan boat, and it's got that sort of flat deck thing going, like maybe the gas tanks were on top. Mm-hmm. I still don't think it would have blown That's up that. that brilliantly, though, from just... Being well, we got to
3: be careful with this big load of dynamite we were carrying yeah. with us. You know, <laughs> uh, it would be a shame if somebody actually, you know, ran into it and blew it up.
4: Those crazy <laughs> southerners, yeah. they strapping the TNT to the,
1: bo- the boat for ballast or whatever. That's nuts. Um,
3: actually, everybody, he,
1: everybody's putting a lot of thought into this, and I'm just sitting like... <laughs> <I> put, <laughs> when you talking
2: about those crazy southerners, I will say one of my favorite parts in this is when she's... Running from them, or, or 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 not really realizing yet who she's running from, but and she's at that that place where Jude is apparently the sole yep. worker and proprietor, and she's like, "Do you have a gun?" And oh, he's yeah. like, "What kind of place do you think this is?" of course we got a gun. <laughs> 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 Some
4: old piece of shit. That's actually what happens directly where we're at. You know, she kind of evades those dudes eventually with swamp thing running interference. Mm-hmm. She wanders out of the, the swamp to Jude's convenience store there. Mm-hmm. And I love that when she's walking up, like he immediately knows that it's just trouble. And he asks her and she's like, uh, would you get a plane crash? Like that's immediately his first thought. Uh, <laughs> And you can Isn't tell she's, she's lying, obviously, you know.
1: Isn't she inexplicably wearing, like, a nightgown for this entire movie? Well, um, uh, in
3: it, it, Inexplicably. It stays like jeans white. Jeans and, uh, like, shirt.
4: <laughs> yeah, she's wearing a Hawaiian shirt type deal yeah. at the beginning, and then she does change into a, a nightgown later on in, like, the final act
1: of the movie, but yeah. Oh, right, uh, after he's, he's captured by Arcane, okay. I, right. right. am for some reason, I never, like, caught the wardrobe chain, and I just thought she was wearing that for the entire movie. <laughs> nope. She does somehow have
4: a change of clothes after she bathes later, but we'll get there. That's, uh...
3: <laughs> Maybe they got them from a the traffic cabin they uh, never made it to. It's always good that she can get to bathe at, the, at these points. Uh... Also, uh, I think that's... Uh...
1: So, I should have rewatched my Shard Factory copy instead of just using the YouTube link. Uh, out of honestly, out of curiosity, it's like, is this really all on YouTube in full? Oh yeah, and it was. Uh, so from what I understand, the reason the Shout Factory version is so expensive is because it includes like two seconds of Tom and Barbo, yeah, okay, edited
3: so out of all the other releases. For context, no. dear viewers, it there's wasn't a, a part, contract Originally, yeah, there's yeah.
4: A, there's a parts in the in the film where you know Adrian Barbeau needs to whip out her Adrian Bar boobs and take a little bath there in the swamp, and and Alex over there just looking like yes, they are a magnificent set indeed. <laughs> and I guess apparently there's the extended version that Dustin's talking about that was in like the European cut of the movie because yes. yeah. European, you know, and. Uh, they accidentally released that cut of it as like the U.S. version initially yes. on DVD or something like that, which like, was yes, I know. it could have been that too. Yeah, it just sounds more likely. And they ended up finding out and trying to get her to sign off, and she denied us. She denied us the boobs, man. She said nope. But well, to be fair, it wasn't the contract. I'm sure she didn't want to do it to begin with. And they all seem pretty open about the fact that it is gratuitous and just kind of put in there. But why not? You know.
3: In <laughs> the interview, in uh, the interview, she actually states, uh, and they, like I said, I, I want I actually had a chance to watch most of the supplements, which was pretty cool. I rarely do these days, and it was kind of fun to watch. Uh, I was like, I never realized that I uh, didn't have that in my contract—that I was able to actually say no to it—and uh, that was just kind of funny that she was actually like. It wasn't going to have said no to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's,
4: you know, it, it is pretty out of place. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say <laughs> that it's not appreciated. I'm
2: not, sure, I'm not sure if the cut I saw or which cut it was because I watched YouTube, but I was amazed that there was something in the YouTube. And then there
4: we get the side boob and the nip slip. That's, we don't get the yeah. full frontal, you know. We get her um, chained up against the wall. I just love how peaceful Swamp Thing looks like you <laughs> drink drinking in. Like, he's just... just, a, just a, like, oh, yeah, why not? I better stand here. I mean, she could... not.
0: He got more of an eye in that basement, that's for sure.
4: He's a bit of a lech, though. He just plants <laughs> one on her, man, like, right there. As soon as he discovers, like, yes, we did it! And he just open-mouth kisses her with no, no <laughs> warning. Uh... At that point, we still don't know if he's married or not. But uh, anyway, she (laughs) hooked up with Jude, and pretty much that's the point where we realize that she doesn't understand that Ritter was actually friggin' Arcane or whatever, which this probably would have been a better point for the reveal, just
3: saying. Uh, Yeah, because it was kind of a surprise when she was calling in to her boss. It turned out to be the bad guy all along, which was... Which was, that was a surprise there, and that was kind of cool. I like that reveal.
4: Yeah, if they had not, like, demasked him at that one part, it would have been really cool to have him unmasked right there. Like, as he's sitting in the limo where no one can see him or something like that. I don't know. They're going to kill anyone anyways, though, so... (laughs) I guess the reveal makes sense. Uh, But you know what? Like, this is the point where, you know, she calls him, and they show up to obviously apprehend her. She gets the gun from Jude. It immediately misfires, which I don't know why that part always makes me laugh so fucking hard. When she <laughs> shoots the gun and then just drops it and immediately bolts. I, what else are you going to do? But if she did it so naturally that it it seemed pretty, fairly real. Um, and it's at this point that, you know, she takes off into the woods, and I think that's when we get our first, like, actual look at Swamp Thing. Uh, he comes out and he stops that jeep as they're chasing after him. Uh, and then deals with those guys, and uh, she's all terrified of him. So he wanders off, and Jude shows up, and that's, she tries to tell him that the Jeep hit a truck. He's like, Ah, some one it must be one of those hit and run trees. They around no the more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then that's when he says he's going to take her to a trapper cabin. And then all of a sudden, he has this elaborately decorated boat that he's you know paddling through the swamp with her on, and. Uh, I think that's the point where, you know, those guys have came out into the woods and she's like, you know, Jude, you got to take this notebook and just get the hell out of here. I think mainly because she just doesn't want to get him killed, which she comes pretty damn close to anyways. uh, I think he does get shot. He gets shot, or at least in the the very Mm -hmm. least bludgeoned severely, like the whole side of his face is covered in blood and he's out for the count. Uh, and she split off to, I guess, try to draw them away. But poor Jude got fucked up, anyways. And this is the first point where we see Swamp Thing use his healing powers, which interestingly Wes Craven thinks Spielberg ripped off for ET. I personally don't know that it matters. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I can Maybe. see his, uh, I can see his
4: argument, but I doubt it. I mean, um, I think it's yeah, it's just you know, if you are going to illustrate some healing power, making it glow as good a way as any, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he heals up Jude. Jude gives him the notebook, and we get one of several scenes where Swamp Thing just holds the notebook close to his face and like ponders his work or something. Uh, I just thought those were funny for some reason. I, don't know I remember
1: that. there's a scene where he goes back to the lab and like tries to manipulate test tubes, but his hands like can't do it, and he's like, Aah! "Right," mm-hmm. and I think that that is like
4: shortly after this part, isn't it? cuz i think she goes back there to the to the yeah. thing too, right before this and then obviously when she splits off from them she i think circles back uh, she goes around
0: back there uh, for, uh, for the notebook um and, but she ends up like seeing him uh, uh, and watching him and when he go, uh, uh, he terrifies her by uh, by his outburst uh, bur- uh, her thinking that he was going to come after her or some shit still since she is uh, she seems to be kind of a skittish
4: uh, female. <laughs> wow, well, I mean, I'm going to probably take off, too. There's a big old friggin' moss man in the, the woods <laughs> freaking out in some abandoned building. Um, but, you know, it's 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 kind of shortly after this shit. You know, he comes, he heals up Jude there and he deals with those other guys that are trying to, you know, nab her again or whatever. I think this is the point where they actually do end up like, capturing her momentarily, but she escapes again, and that's where they start hatching the plan to obviously get her and the damn notebook and capture Swamp Thing, because Arcane obviously needs him to figure out all this research, too. Uh, that pretty much leads to the sweet fan boat scene, which I think we're probably all <laughs> fans of. <laughs> um, <laughs> it blows up. It's yeah. It's there's there's an explosion. There's some fan boats. It's probably the only swamp scene I think, from what I read, that wasn't
0: well, shot. Uh, swamp- I don't remember
1: why, but I remember swamp. it close up
0: swamp thing. It has some tremendous power uh, while being swamp uh, thing. I mean, he can come up underneath the damn boats and like scattered, uh, 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 scattered the du- uh, uh, dudes. Or jump on top of the boat and like seriously catapult these du- uh, dudes. Like. There's a lot
4: of him chucking guys through the air in water. Yeah. It's like his main attack is just you know, he just chucks you like a Stress. bale of hair or something. <laughs> you know him <laughs> uh, It's <laughs> so funny when he drives the boat at that one point too. I don't know why that just looks so funny him driving the boat. Well, no, because he because he looks so wild, right?
1: <laughs> Uh, he's piling it like a son of a bitch, too. This just green Bigfoot driving a boat. <laughs> it really does look a lot like Bigfoot. Like, I hadn't thought about it until Mo mentioned it, but it's like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. There's some of those scenes where they show him in
4: the, the distance. Part. It almost reminds me of, like, the Patterson footage or whatever. Like that famous Bigfoot mm. tape. Right. It's lumbering along. Uh... And at one point, they get her onto the boat. She knees David Hess in the nuts. He chases her into the woods. Swamp Thing intervenes again. Uh, David Hess, like, you know, chops one of his arms off with a machete, but then he crushes his brain. And that's pretty much, like, where we get the whole Adrian Barbeau boob scene where she's bathing, yeah. and then after that, they get captured. Uh, and it's kind of like, you know, Alec just wanted him. At that point, there was no way to deal with this without... Just dealing with these dudes, you know. So, like he said, you know, the the way out is through or something like that. When she's like, "You wanted us to get captured, yes." <laughs> um, and so basically, he does some super villain shit, right? Like he's got the mm-hmm. final notebook now. He's got. Both of them captive takes him back to his lair, feeds Bruno the juice, which turns him into I don't know what that is that he turns into pig type of, monkey. Yeah, some type of pig monkey. Uh, Apparently <laughs> I mean, that, that was like his p- main p- traits was <laughs> he was like stupid and timid or something.
3: What's that? I love that. I love the trailer. I watched the movie trailer and I just was it. like monsters had midgets and like. Yes, <laughs> it just yeah, as it's inappropriate like, as that is today. It, it's just it's hilarious hearing somebody say that as he's that like such enthusiasm, <laughs> like a winged monkey without the wings.
4: <laughs> yeah, dude, it reminds me almost too like of something else like that. Dude, I, I wasn't don't. sure what to what to put it on. What animal it was?
1: Uh, it definitely reminds me like smiling to Doctor Moreau. Yeah, I' um, when he gets his arm chopped off, like in that scene, uh, we get my favorite piece of dialogue and probably my favorite scene too. It's like because Adrian Barbeau gets to finally talk to Swamp Thing and find out that he's Holland, and you know she's just kind of in awe of what he's become, and she's like,
3: "Does that hurt?" Only when I laugh.
1: Oh yeah,
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's some good stuff.
3: I also find it interesting that in the comics that they did change the original creator's uh, concept that it, that uh, they changed the story around that instead of it actually being the scientist, that it was actually a plant creature altered by the chemicals that took on the memories of the scientist, which is a
1: yeah, that's what they do in the news Swamp Thing, and and that that's one of the things that differs. Between this movie and the new series, Uh, which I don't know, that that concept's always kind of weirded me out. It's like, oh, well, they're dead, they're dead, dead, but you know, their consciousness is still in existence, and it's like, well, then are they really dead? Yeah, it gets pretty weird
4: with it. I mean, even in the comics of Swamp Thing, too, they do a lot to touch on, on weird ideas of existence and okay. nature and things like that. You know, it gets pretty nuts if you read it.
1: That's, a, that's uh, the Alan Moore Swamp Thing, right? Yeah, that one
4: especially goes into, like, some straight acid trip territory with some of that stuff. It's it's worth a read if you're a fan of the character and you want to dig into, like, Swamp Thing shit that isn't just him showing up in Batman or whatever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh But, yeah, you know, they they get taken back to this lair, and and he's fixing to, like, you know, torture the information out of him or something. But Alex, like, you don't really need to. There's no secret here. It just turns you into more of what you were to begin with, you know. Uh, And so he's, like, very interesting, you know. And so he just goes and he sips some of the juice. uh, i
0: a kind of a Dr. Jekyll,
4: Mr. Hyde, kind of a. Sort of, only permanent and horrifying, you know? Yes. Like, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't think he's bouncing no. back from that, but maybe no. I can tell. Um, I especially like the part where he's regrowing his arm. He's got that little strong hand for a minute. Like, <laughs> there's a little baby Gert hand sticking out of his stump.
0: <laughs> um... <laughs> of that moment in scary, mo- uh, sc- scary movie
4: two, this is my stomach. <laughs> he's <just> smashing the <laughs> potatoes with it. Um, yeah, that whole bit was pretty cool. He's reaching for the sunlight. You know, obviously they've got to get the hell out of here, and they've locked that little uh, midget monkey thing in there <laughs> with them yes.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Yeah, it turns out that there's a secret switch. So after he's regrown his arm, they're like able to escape. Uh, and they have to swim through that well, which I always thought was really cool, and it leads to no an absolute horrifying imagery that of Arcane coming out of it. That well and everything kind of reminded me of, like, Lex
0: Luthor's lair in Superman for some reason. I don't and know. Just that.
1: has a du- arcane just has a dungeon, like a medieval dungeon. <laughs> right. In- mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's, it's like the big it's crosses it's that, that you, like, close through those people to.
4: Oh, yeah, man, it was it was decked out for some torture that he sadly was, like, clearly excited to do, but there was no reason to, unfortunately. Uh, and, you know, in terms of, like, secret escape passages, like, an underwater, like, a well that goes underwater and leads out into a swamp is pretty cool. Uh, and I suppose, you know, from here, we just have the last battle between him and, and you know arcane after he's turned into man bear pig and he's got a sword and he's out there swinging it
1: around i like Uh, how clearly like pissed arcane is that he's like some ugly monster instead uh, of whatever he imagined he would become he's filling the formula he's smashing stuff and almost like as an afterthought he just like turns like this The case on the wall with the sword, he just like smashes it and like takes the sword. (laughs) It's like he's not going to take the time to find a better weapon. He is so mad, he's just going to take this display sword.
4: (laughs) That's great, man. I mean, and I guess if you've turned yourself into a man bear pig, the only thing left to do is just go swing a sword wildly at people. Go on a
1: rampage. Well, yeah.
4: And unfortunately, you know, Adrian Barbeau takes one to the chest there and. Swamp Thing's able to heal her with some titty moss later, so it's all good. Um, <laughs> they have a really underwhelming final battle, I would say. They could, If they're going to do all those effects where Arcane, like, turns into the thing, then I feel like his death would have been cool. Some effects in there, too, and it's really just him laying in some fog after Swamp Thing rips way. his ass with, like, a stalagmite for a minute and then eventually gets the sword and does him in.
1: Uh, actually, they did have a thing originally where, like... Orange ooze was gonna like bubble out of Arcane's face, nice. uh, but the effect almost drowned the actor, so oh, they, had well. to, they had to not do that. Yeah, that doesn't, uh,
4: that, it's, that's unfortunate because that probably would have looked really, really, really cool. Um, I don't know, what are you guys' thoughts on the final battle there? I guess that's what's kind of where we're at. Uh,
3: I mean, I really felt like the costume effect was more comical and cheap than. Scary for the uh, doctor, which is kind of mm-hmm. sad because I really like the costume design of Swamp Thing, and I kind of even like the design that they used when they when they had like uh, well the little person character uh, a monster. You know, I thought that was actually quite fun. Yeah, I mean it looked. I felt like they cheapened out. It almost looked like they grabbed like uh, they went to the local costume shop and just grab something off the rack. It's like, here you go. <laughs> yeah, It's
4: got like Build-A-Bear Workshop fur on the back of it. And shit. <laughs> it's just not look really good. Um, and it's, I mean, the transformation is leagues cooler than the <laughs> final product, for sure. Um, and it's just fight choreography wise, it's very much a big guy fight. It's like those fights that you'd see in WWF back in the day, where it's like it's cool because they're huge, but about two minutes in, you've kind of seen what, what you're going to see, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they could have done a little bit more with that stalagmite thing. I forget what the hell they're called when they're pointing up and not down, and it was in the middle of the woods, so I'm sure it was actually those are, uh, those are actually trees. Yeah, that's that it, it makes more sense. It looks like that, kind of, but he could it's have stabbed them t- with t- that. It does, uh, uh, were those conifers? Those were conifers, weren't they? Yeah, both. There you yeah. go. Uh, I don't know anything about that stuff. I mean, but it would have been cool if he had, like, somehow impaled them on one of those. Or they could have done a lot more in <laughs> that final battle than just have them kind of thump on each other right. for a
1: minute. <laughs> <Eat>. <laughs> 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 just whack him with a branch. Right. <laughs> I speak for the trees! They're a great. Got Loraxed. great. <laughs> <laughs> <loraxed>. <laughs> They, I like swamp things like stick, too. It really is. <laughs> with the green and everything, which they kind of bypass all that. Yeah. I'm uh, they they really not
4: into his whole connection with nature, which was pretty immediate in the comics, from what I remember. Um, mm-hmm. He's just kind of out there, you know? He It gets as deep as him repeating his lines about there being beauty wherever you look in the swamp if,
1: or whatever. There's beauty uh, in the swamp if you know where to look. Over and and yet, yeah.
2: they felt the need to party it up, like as, as, a, as a plant geek I did take umbers with the idea of them putting all of those tropical epithetic orchids in, into the swamp that was kinda of stupid. <laughs> they became invasive orchids.
1: <laughs> yeah, stupid little jerks. I orchids like really fragile and they would have probably all died without uh, too much concern.
3: Oh, and uh, though I did find it, I mean, one of the things that it kind of reminded me of is, uh, I remember doing the uh, a trip uh, when on the way to uh, Myrtle Beach for a vacation to the Great mm-hmm. Dismal Swamp, which was very yeah. really enjoy, which was enjoyable. Of course, uh, we were hoping to see more wildlife than we did, uh, mm-hmm. but we seemed to find a lot of it more on the way back from the trip than we actually did during the trip. But, uh, it was still kind of fun just to be able to see some of those areas and the swamps. But the one thing I don't like about the swamp is the thing that's most prevalent is mosquitoes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
4: I ain't about it, dude. I'll just watch swamp Thing and shit like this if I need it. Like, I'm already terrified of water and bugs and all the stuff that comes along with it, and then you mix it together in a murky, dirty swamp where I can't see the shit, like, stalking me. I'm over it. <laughs> I drove through those states once with my dad. That was as close as I need to get. But, you know, no, I hate on the natural beauty of it, though. I do like seeing it photographed and stuff or whatnot, but... Uh, right. And I, I wouldn't have known that about the flowers.
1: I mean, it's it's a shame they did that too. I'm not a, I'm not a plant geek. Um, I in fact uh, I think out of all the areas of biology, I know the least about plants. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to take a plants course for my last semester, but um, that well, they put have- a reputation as like an absolute hard ass, and it was like, oh, you won't have a good time, and it's like oh.
3: <laughs> they could have picked. Beautiful plants that that are in that region, though there are right. some very. Mm-hmm. Plants plants Go itself region. is a gorgeous plant.
2: Yeah, yeah. Go ahead.
3: Right? Actually, what's funny is that when I was in uh, in community college uh, early on, um, I took that weird of community college four year college master's degree, uh, grad school at that, but our teacher was uh, our biology teacher was a. Uh, was actually a plant specialist and he actually was taking tree corings for the state. He was kind of weird, uh he kinda had this kinda he looked like um gosh, what's that guy the guy named the the guy who did the streak and uh you know the uh the musician. Oh gosh, what is his name? Who did the streak? You're talking yeah. about uh Ray Stevens? Yeah, he looked identical to Ray Stevens. And uh but he was a hippie. And uh, he took us to various areas to do tree core samples, and he taught us a lot about that, which was a very interesting thing. So it was kind of cool to learn about the plants, uh, understanding more from how you can safely take these samples and uh, learn more about nature from them. So it was kind of cool to see that in the swamp as a as a thing. Oh yeah, and I'm, I mean, I
4: imagine if if you know, especially if like you nerd out on that kind of stuff, a uh, swamp thing and probably the series and the comic books and all that, would, I would imagine, would be fun yeah. to look at just to spot what's accurate mm-hmm. and accurate. And, oh, that could
3: Really oh, hoping the thing you a Marvel fan. Well, there you go. <laughs> I
4: was hoping the end of that story was going to be that you guys maybe saw a swamp thing. That would have been... It would have been pretty
1: cool. Or a big uh, so fan. difference. Skunky. You
3: right to the- <laughs> Skunky. You a the water to keep our boats from uh, blowing us up. <laughs> yeah.
4: You know, watch out. For those friggin' exploding fan boats. Uh, so, I guess, I mean, this is a good time as any to, you know, touch on favorite characters, favorite scenes. I think we've talked fairly enough about special effects, really. I mean, there's, like, an explosion in the Swamp Thing suits.
1: There is a... Uh, there is his... The thing where he regrows his arm, mm-hmm. which this starts. I kind of like how they did that. Effect, how they did that because they show like a little branch with like five buds on it starting to kind of open up, and then they cut to it, and it's a really teeny kind of Deadpool hand. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's so adorable. And then in the next shot, like his arm is back, and he's busting chains, and it's like, oh wow, well, that's pretty. I think if
4: I'd have done it, or like if I did it now, it'd be cool to do something like that and sort of give it that effect, like those National Geographic like time-lapse videos of plants blooming in the desert or whatever that you'd see. Uh, that would have been kind of a neat way to see something like that happen. Um, that's probably a favorite scene for me, right there, in terms of special effects, is that and the the arcane transformation. Those are my favorites. Um, I don't know you, guys got, you know, you guys got like a favorite character?
1: I don't know, I' don't know about well even though swamp thing is kind of thin as a character like he's still cool so I'll, I'll go with swamp thing
0: I'm in between swamp thing and Adrian Barbeau, because it, 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 she's an interesting conundrum in this movie because at one point she's like uh this timid very like yieldful kind of person, and then on the other point she is. She, is, she kicks some
1: ass, man. I mean... She turns into an action hero for, like, a few <laughs> scenes, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, help! It's like, wait, what? Did we just run out of gas? Or what's going on here?
4: I don't know, she ran out of guns, I think that was part of it. I mean, she's like some type of federal agent, yeah? Aren't they supposed mm-hmm. to be, like, government guys protecting this the scientist or whatever? So I, th- I thought they did a good job of portraying it as... She's an ass kicker, she's just totally out of her element in like some gross icky swamp, you know. Mm-hmm.
3: I, so harsh. Kind of, I like the evolution that they put the character through. So that you, you didn't I mean, she she came across as almost like a typical stereotype. Like, you know, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, these type of characters. But then as she went further you can tell that she's kind of an ass kicker. And she's there's more to her than than you would think.
4: Right, right. So, what about you, Brandon? You got a favorite character?
3: Yeah, I'd probably go with Swamp Thing. I just I like the character in general. I like the environmental bent that he goes with. Uh, just much like a man thing, um, though. Though I prefer the Swamp Thing with the kind of uh, costume that has the mustache. Yes. The the sequel one. A little vine
4: stash. Love it.
3: Yeah. It's just... uh, I don't know why
4: it just appeals to me more. Um, He's sophisticated, man. He's a scientist. He's like,
3: you know. But uh, with that being said, I I think my favorite part is seeing the boat blow up. I don't know why. It just cracks me up every time.
4: (laughs) It is fantastic. Uh, So what about you, Jake? As far as the uh, favorites and such? Yeah, favorite character, favorite scene.
2: Um, well, it is a little thin overall on the characterization, but I would say um, I do rather like what little you get to see of Dr. Holland a one character in a way, and this version of Thing is it's not bad. It's an interesting character. And Jade was fun.
4: <laughs> yeah, for sure. <clears throat> oh, what about favorite scene?
2: Favorite scene? Um... <sighs> <laughs> well, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, again, that one little comment about what kind of place do you think this is, I love that. I oh, know, it's so cool. And, uh, and they were, uh, they, the way that Arcane looked after the transformation was just so unbelievably over the top and silly that it just. I don't know, it made me smile, but it wasn't necessarily my favorite, but it just amused me.
4: It's just so great, too, because it's a pretty rad transformation, and then the the payoff is like, really? That's, yeah. That's it? That's what he turned into? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, he's going to come out of there looking like fucking Brundlefly or something, and these man-bear pigs swinging a sword. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um,
3: definitely
1: my favorite, my favorite I character. The stupid noises he I just love the stupid noises he makes. <laughs> <laughs> noises
4: and connections to the howling, because like I mentioned, there's elements of that arcane transformation, like the way the fingers do the weird thing that they do and stuff, that reminds me a little, like, slightly of the howling. And I guess they did, like, reuse some samples from The Howling. There's, like, this high-pitched shriek that happens in The Swamp a bunch, and I guess it's the same... Uh, Oh, speaking of...
1: uh, Speaking of sound, um, so the music sounds a lot like Friday the 13th music, because Harry Manfredini, who did the Friday the 13th music, uh, did the music on this, too. And I just wanted to be sure that I did not forget to bring that up. So... Yeah,
4: indeed, it's that's true. definitely something worth mentioning. And you can tell there's some similarities, you yeah. know, but it's, it's the same dude that did it, obviously, so if you're a fan of those movies, it's probably worth, you know, listening to It's very to.
1: recognizable, like, you can tell. Right,
4: yeah, and I mean,
1: it's, it fits.
4: I don't know that the score is, like for me the standout thing of the movie not that there is anything right. that really just reaches up and grabs you know, like that but
1: I there mean. are definitely some sound cues where it's like hey this sounds a lot like Friday the 13th yeah. oh right hey and then that was I believe Craven's follow up to this right yeah he came up with
4: the idea from what I read in the trivia there while he was working on this he said it's the only career benefit that came from doing swamp things he. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He, had, like, stick to, he was like, stick to horror, or what? He pretty much, you know, like, he did...
4: This was after, I think, was it Deadly Blessing or something like that? And the trivia, it said he was, like, just living on his paycheck for this af- for a while afterwards and not really getting anything, so I think that's why he took the idea he had while he was doing this and went back to horror and just stuck, stuck with it, you know?
1: Uh, oh, I'm, uh, I've been going back to the gym, and I'm reading, um, uh, the book about making the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Sick. And, uh... It's been a long time since I've been in the beginning where they're talking about, like, the conceptualization of it. Uh, but I'm gonna go look at those chapters again and see if he, there's any mention of, you know, well, Swamp Thing convinced me to... Because yeah. I, get, I get kind of the feeling that's, uh... He, he didn't get too adventurous
4: with the... <laughs> the sci-fi shit after after this, I don't think. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this was like his one real foray into something fairly drastically different to you know the normal stuff that he does. And not that I mean, I guess you could consider Wes Craven's movies normal, but well, yeah. he
2: did make a couple other forays. Um, this was, but yeah, he definitely went back to the horror for a while. But, I mean, I, I think, you know, he definitely had a couple. This one fits more in his overall review than uh, Music of the Heart does.
4: <laughs> I don't know what I've ever seen or heard of that one. I, it's, I might need to check that out. Um, it's uh, it's uh, one of those inspirational
2: stories about a teacher trying to teach inner-city kids, basically.
4: Uh that sounds interesting. Uh, I would I'd yeah. like to see. Oh, uh, it, it goes without saying he never attached his name to any type of major franchise outside of. Uh, right. You know, right. Uh, Swamp Thing may have never been the most high profile DC character, but it's high profile enough that he's like remembered in in terms of you know mm-hmm. people that are fans of the.
1: And I think he, I think he liked the Swamp Thing <laughs> comics and put in a, a really solid effort to do them justice.
4: Oh, yeah, and especially when you look at it from the viewpoint of him not being really aware of them before being offered the project or whatever, Mm -hmm. and just doing it from, like, reading them once through the series and going, uh, I I give him mad respect for that. He got damn close Mm -hmm. to the spirit of the ship. Nailed it pretty much to a large extent. And he was coming in new to it, you know? Uh, Hmm. I don't know, though. I think if if I had to pick favorite character, it's definitely Jude. I just think that kid rules. He's got a good natural sense of humor and just style to the way he plays the part, and that makes a lot of sense, considering he was just some random local kid.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> kids. You know, of, kids and kind of movies. Just, he kind right? of just disappears after a point, though, doesn't he? I think he's
4: standing there with her at the end, and he's like, he'll be back, though, right? And that's, like, the last line of the movie is them just being like, we're making a sequel eventually.
1: Well, I'm just kind of like, because from what I remember is, so they get captured, and then Jude just kind of disappears until that moment. And he's like, and he's like, hey. That that bothered me a little bit. Jude should have had some
4: part in that final fight. It would have made it more interesting. Um... (laughs) I don't know, though. I think then in terms of, like, you know, I already said favorite scenes, and if I had to pick a favorite scene, it's definitely that arcane transformation, I think, just in terms of overall, like, kick-assery.
1: Uh, no, we already, uh, we already got mine, <laughs> only when I laugh. <laughs> yeah, that is I just still, so I still good. think that sometimes. <laughs> There's another good
4: like dad joke in there too, when they're chasing him with the fan boats, and the guy comes over the radio and he's like, "No sign of him. I think he bought it or maybe he bought the whole vegetable garden and, and David Hess is just like, "Oh God." Like, you know, he knew that it was trash, but it's it's just great that they put it in there. Uh, the, the you know, only my laugh part is pretty genuinely funny. that vegetable patch. I don't know what they were thinking with that. So, I don't know any any final thoughts on this guys, you know.
3: It's worth a watch. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoy it. It's a good like uh, it's a good kind of return from my childhood. It's a fairly solid basic comic book movie. Yeah,
4: I'd say you're probably going to get more entertainment value if you go ahead and just double feature it with the sequel. Uh, but you know, if you're a fan of Swamp Thing, it's definitely worth revisiting. And if you're a fan of Wes Craven, it's definitely a a neat little oddity in his filmography. You know.
2: Mhm.
4: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that about does it. I mean, you know, there's uh, too much else to talk about. If you're gonna if you're gonna go out there and search out a a cut of this, might as well be that European one. You know. <laughs> I'll
1: hand
4: it back over to you there, Dave. I I, I think we've about covered this. Alrighty, well, um, uh, I think that
0: uh, comes to our outros then, um, so, uh, uh, who wants to start? Um, Dustin, did you want to start, uh, uh,
1: your outro? Sure, um, I'm Dustin, I'm a student and horror collector living here in Milwaukee. I collect anything I can find relating to horror, and I show off my pickups, with videos on my YouTube channel, The Crypt of Horrors. Um, uh, and I also have an Instagram, called The Crypt of Horrors, where I show off collection items in a bit of a faster format. So, uh, I have enough stuff to shoot a couple more videos, which, uh, with all the stuff that I've been trying to do to keep busy, uh, I don't know if I'll really have a whole ton of time to do, but, uh, yeah, there's there's stuff in the works. So I fail to on this guy. So, uh, yeah. I just try to have fun with it.
4: Yeah, just enjoy your videos, man.
1: A lot of oh, cool yeah. stuff. Thank you. I, uh, I ended up getting... At some point, I'm gonna show this off, but I got the Hellraiser Scarlet box after mm. wanting it for, like, a year. I did have to pay, like, twice as much as I was willing to, but, um... Uh, we got it, okay. and it was like new.
3: So You'll get to get, use put that Hellraiser stuff to use pretty soon.
1: I will. <laughs> uh, I also get to sell my steelbook, which is apparently worth forty-five dollars, <sighs> which will pay for about a third of the box set. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> which is fitting, considering that it's Hellraiser one, two, and three show. Uh, I had one and two, but the only way to get Hellraiser three on Blu-ray was in this set. I haven't seen
4: past three, and so it's all just some drunk fever dream for me after part three. <laughs> I don't remember I like most of them.
3: I like the one that's based on a video game. <laughs> <laughs> I I have only seen the first two Hellraisers.
1: I I was told to I was avoid. The all. All. I was told to avoid the other the rest of them at all costs. So, uh... Three's worth seeing. You know,
4: it's, uh... But yeah, the first two are just... That's amazing. It's like one of the best double features ever in horror, too. They just work so good.
3: Because they, they just... just get better it. as they keep going. <laughs>
4: We're all entitled to that opinion. I respect yours, Brandon. <laughs>
3: they, get, they get cheesier and and, and uh, just uh crazier. <laughs> Okay, um, who
0: wants to
4: go next? Uh, did uh, you want to go next, No Oh, sure. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm Mo I do videos for my channel, Drunken Master Studios. I'm still working on some kaiju quarantine episodes. Did a couple last week that you guys should check out. Also, most recently, I did a review for Zombie Holocaust. Hoping to follow that up with a sort of discussion with my girl about the Dr. Butcher cut of the movie here soon. So that'll be a cool pairing if that eventually happens. But yeah, just uh, pop over there, check out my Zombie Holocaust review. Thankfully, they let me put it up without saying it was inappropriate or anything. Uh, they didn't like the thumbnail. I just changed it to a slightly different version of the same art, and they're fine with it, so we're good to go there. It's actually on there. No redirect required.
3: So mm. enjoy Woohoo! Mm. I really enjoyed the episode myself. I was uh, glad I caught it. <laughs> Thank
4: you, sir. Yeah, you'd enjoy that one. I think there's a lot of things in there that make you laugh your ass off, Brandon. All
3: these all these things. It's like that that, that meat mannequins or whatever the heck that is that's coming that's coming out uh, as a re release, that's uh that would be a pretty cool one to get. I don't want to pay thirty bucks for it, but if you want to get it, you better get it before it's gone.
4: <laughs> look at that. that'd be a cool band name, Meat Mannequins.
3: I'd, I know that's not the right name of it, but it's uh it's one of those things that we covered so Brandon did you want to go or uh, sure why not um, I'm septum son of septum Son versus the world of course uh, we are a physical media channel we cover all those things uh, we do uh, movie reviews uh, we talk about what's coming out that's how I know about the uh, mannequin thing uh, And uh, also, we do various other things like reviews and so on. Uh, Unfortunately, we had technical difficulties where none of the sound recorded on our new release video. So I had to just release it in shorthand. Uh, But hey, maybe that's an advantage to half of you who don't want to sit there for an hour and a half. Um, As Mm. far as our pickups, that that did come across very well. Already,
4: oh shit! Did we lose him? Or? Did we lose you, Brandon?
3: Oh, sorry about that. Whenever I'm like trying to look at my notes, for some reason it cuts the sound. Oh
4: shit, I thought you like something happened. I was gonna have to pull but, out uh, this we're a, off. We're doing
3: a. We're gonna be doing a. Uh, I'm gonna be doing a review of a Bobby Lee film called "Bro, What Happened," uh, directed by Dante. Uh, I can't think of his other name. Uh, which will, uh, which is pretty cool, as it's uh, out of print. And uh, just various other fun things. Uh, so, And also, you need to check out our Higarashi or When They Cry uh, uh, discussion. It's a very massive discussion, but it covers everything in depth. So you get a good uh, feel for the series there. Uh, finally, I am uh, working with uh, Intel Movies Galore. In relation to helping with what is out, we, of course, have finished our Superhero Summer, uh, which uh, we're all excited about, and now we're going to be going into Kaiju Combat uh, for August, but not before we uh, cover uh, a birthday. My uh, wife's birthday is next week. So, we're going to be honoring that by allowing her choices, which are going to be the uh, first two Hellraiser movies. Uh, We're going to just kind of start a little bit earlier with the first one and then hit the second one, uh, I guess, in the main space. So, look forward to that, uh, you Hellraiser fans. I know that Jake is looking forward to that. Um, But the vote we have come in uh, for our other ones so I'll go ahead and let you know the lineup come on so for our uh, we only have only three weeks of kaiju-ness and uh, we have a couple that required a shout out so um, thank you to AnAmazing Collections Inc. for a Facebook group for uh, supplying a good number of votes uh, movie collectors, Moe's Tavern, and talk movies with us, the ones that voted the most uh, throughout these uh, these compilations. So our first one up is going to be a pre-show involving the American Godzilla King of the Monsters 1956. Because the main show, which had the most votes easily beating everything else, was Gojira, the Japanese original, which is the, is really truly the only fit way to start a kaiju combat uh, in reality.
4: Congratulations, man. I know you really
3: wanted to talk about that, so I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we followed that up with something that really came up from behind. I mean, in the last two days, it just got a ton of votes. The pre-show became uh, Cloverfield, Mm-hmm. But, uh, Dustin will get to host us for the main show, which would be, uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters 2019. Yes! Fuck yes. yeah. And then, of course, our last week, uh, we have our, of course, uh, one of my favorites, which will be great to have at that time because the set will be out soon, which is the original Gamera. Baby. As a pre-show. And then the main show will, uh. I guess we're just going to be doing a Godzilla theme for August because it will be Shin Godzilla. All, All right. Too. So we That's have some uh, a lot of Godzilla fun for uh, for the rest of that month. So uh, I we think we've got, we got, got a lot to record, to. Hmm? Did we get Gamera? Yep. Gamera is going to be the pre-show for that last week. So uh, <laughs> technically, if you were to go from a voting order uh, the order of votes would be uh, I always run it like, of course, our three would be our top three Godzilla uh, or Gujira, Godzilla <laughs> King of the Monsters 2019, Sheen Godzilla, then Godzilla King of the Monsters 1956, Cloverfield, and Gamera. It's actually in mm. that order, vote wise. So, a okay. uh, uh, lot of fun Did stuff to I do. end up getting any votes? <laughs> which, one was, which one were you? We, okay, no, actually, neither one of those got any votes. <laughs> oh, man. Actually, wait, didn't you put up Shin Godzilla?
2: No, I put up Death Kappa and Colossal.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah, neither one of those got <laughs> <them>. <laughs> I heard good things about Colossal. There was a really stiff competition, though. Yeah.
3: Who <laughs> <laughs> put up Shin Godzilla? I, I know I put up. Damn, Go- Shin Godzilla is pretty cool, although uh, definitely, uh, it's definitely not a party movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I really
4: wanted to go with Godzilla 84 and the first of the Heisei Gameras, but I also really wanted to do that Gojira discussion, so I was down to throw some like, just random ones I was fairly certain weren't going to get <laughs> voted for. But if they did, it would have been cool. you know.
1: I would have yeah. yeah. loved to have done Heisei Gamera... Because the Hisa Gamera is pretty solid. is a pretty solid series. Indeed, yeah,
4: it's it's insane.
3: Uh, I am looking forward to opening up that Gamera set and just going on it, So it's going to mm-hmm. be kind of fun. Either way, Return of Godzilla, by the way, is uh, on the uh, right stuff sale. Uh, really cheap for the Blu-ray. So uh, for those of you mm-hmm. who want to grab that one, it's just... Yeah, get <laughs> my review but, uh, too. pretty good. So uh in any case, sorry about the long one, uh it's always is because I have to usually cover the inside movie score stuff. So mm-hmm.
4: now comes the part where Jake teases us about one day walking in nature and giving us sweet videos.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you need to do like Coyote e. Peterson and just start getting bitten and stung by everything <laughs> you see. <laughs> How <are>
2: you this is, uh, yeah, I'm Kotobuki Jake. I'm an uh, uh, anime, uh, movie, TV, generally media collector and fan, uh, also co-star on Septim versus vs. the world, And um, we uh, bit off a lot for this week, and as a result, I am dog-tired, but... We did get some good discussions out of it, I guess. Um, That'll be cool. And I look forward to cracking open that Criterion Godzilla set. Uh, It will be put to good use in the coming weeks. (laughs) And as I said, if I do have time, I will get some nature vids up on my channel, Codebooky Jake. just... (sighs) I need more
1: time yeah the worst thing is I have like nothing but time but yeah. i uh, I've been going to the gym every day, and that's a big time sink. That's a good thing to do though if you drop the opportunity yeah I need to do that more <laughs> well i have I have stuff I've kind of committed to do um but when I get home, I'm kinda of too tired to do anything, so it's uh mm-hmm. it's definitely got some repercussions mm. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, my name is David Stracke.
0: I am a founding father of, uh, uh, of Inside Movies Wars, So, thank you for coming along with us on our uh, on this journey. If you have uh, followed us so far, uh, please uh, definitely check out some of our other discussions. We are continuing our superhero Month, so uh, de- uh, um, definitely check out what's in store for us next week, Tuesday. Um, we have some exciting stuff coming up, and I also uh, moonlight under a different channel called Delusions of Grandeur. Uh, so check out some of those uh, video uploads and video reviews and uh, whatnot. And uh, let's uh, keep out of the swamps, people, because uh, evidently there's a, 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 some mutated
1: somebody comes in. There. It's the Swamp egg! Get out <laughs> of you, <fucking> kids. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, like,
0: uh. share, subscribe, and uh, thank you so much for listening.
1: Where is everybody
0: up? They're dead, Dave. Who is? Everybody, Dave. What, Captain Hollister? Everybody's dead, Dave. What, Todd Hunter? Everybody's dead, Dave. What's Selby? They're all dead. Everybody's dead, Dave. Peterson isn't, is he? Everybody is dead, Dave. Not Chen! Gordon Bennett, yes, Chen, everybody. Everybody's dead, Dave. Rimmer! He's dead, Dave. Everybody is dead. Everybody is dead, Dave. (laughs) Wait. Are you trying to tell me everybody's dead?